Hello, hello, and welcome back to another Fluently Forward podcast episode. I'm really excited about today's episode. Um, I actually filmed it, filmed it, whatever. <laughs> I recorded it a couple of weeks ago, and it's all about blind items on the cast of Pretty Little Liars. Hashtag got a secret. Can you keep it? And um, just before we get into that, I just wanted to do like a little update that I'm now doing at the beginning. First of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for your reviews. Um, You know, this podcast has like I talk about it a little bit in the beginning. Like we've taken off. We've been at the number one spot for our category, which is entertainment news for like three weeks now and like it hasn't even sunk in really i was walking to the grocery store the other day because you know how after thanksgiving you're like i need to go to the grocery store and just buy like crudite and vegetables and only eat that because i just you know treated my body disgustingly um and i was walking down the sidewalk and this like narcissistic pop thought into my head where I was like they don't know that I have the number one entertainment news podcast and I was like even I don't know it it really hasn't sunk in I don't know how we got to the number one spot um obviously it's because of everyone listening and I think because of the number of reviews that have been coming in so I don't even know how it happened I just want to say thank you and of course I wake up every morning and it's like my morning routine I read the reviews and somebody gave it five stars shout out and then they were like my only qualm is you say that you know the shit goes down in your DMs and I want to know like what's happening in the DMs because people do reach out and the best part of any blind item video or episode is that people slide in with their own experiences so I thought I would share I'm going to make it anonymous but This one like really tickled me this past week. So a friend of the pod reached out and they asked for an episode on T-Pain. And she says, my own story is that I had a personal experience with T-Pain in which we ended up beefing on his Instagram. He's pretty gross. And I was like, oh my God, T-Pain. I'm in love with a stripper. Buy you a drink. Or sorry, buy you a drink. (laughs) I wish I could auto-tune my voice on here and know how to do that. Because if I read this entire story in auto-tune, that would be pretty sick. Okay. So... She was basically saying, and I think this kind of goes back to episode, I think it's episode five that I did, which is all about blind items on Pitbull, Enrique Iglesias, Pussycat Dolls, basically like the stars of our past. And she agreed with me. She was like, I feel like they were able to get away with a lot more because all the social media that we have these days didn't really exist, which is true. Like back when the Pussycat Dolls were popular, like you couldn't screenshot something. I don't know. Maybe you could, but... It's just, let's just say nowadays it's a little bit harder to get away with stuff. So she was saying that um, she lives in New Zealand and her friends were really excited because he was playing a gig at her old university bar. And in New Zealand, like when a D-list celebrity comes to town, they kind of just become A-list by A-fault. So they went to the gig, they got invited backstage, and she said that they had some seriously shit chat. And after him name-dropping Justin Bieber about 17 times, he was like, so are any of you bitches gonna give me the pussy? And we basically said, fuck no, sorry, and told him that he would be lucky if anyone in our city wanted to fuck him, to be honest. And then he was like, fuck this, I'm going to the club for some pussy. And then she said, my friend and I weren't done with T-Pain at this point, so we told him, we can get into any club we want, so we'll see you in town they ended up going to a club making the bold assumption that t-pain must have been in there so they went up to the bouncer and they were like oh we know t-pain came in here like we're with him so he let them in and they went up to the vip section where they where t-pain was and they were like see we told you we could get into like any club in this town and t-pain asked his bouncer to kick them out and the bouncer put on white gloves because like he didn't even want to touch them and then just like push them down the stairs and kick them out and then they started beefing on instagram and she has a screenshot this is so funny of when t-pain commented her at and went you mad and uh she said called him a cunt and then we got into some beef on instagram and he deleted it so (laughs) if anyone has any t-pain stories i you know i shouldn't be laughing because it's serious and he sounds like a dick but it's just so funny that he said are any of you bitches gonna give me the pussy to me it almost reminds me of like when a boomer calls facebook the facebook or they call costco the costco (laughs) t-vane's like are any of you bitches gonna give me the the pussy and justin timberlake pops in from the social network he's like hey t-pain drop the the (laughs) 
Oh, also a little morning surprise. So these episodes drop on Monday. Um, my boyfriend goes into the office on Monday, and I always record this snippet like at the beginning to make sure that it it is truly topical. That's why I sound like a little bit raspy because it's like you know six thirty or seven when I do this. Um, and I hopped onto TikTok this morning because you know it's also part of the hashtag morning routine. And my account. I got like a special notification that says that it is if I get one more violation, it's going to be banned, which is such bullshit because like trolls and like honestly, just like cyber bullies on social media will report my videos if they don't like my opinion or they just don't like me, even though my videos don't you know, go against any of the TikTok guidelines. And even though all of my videos have been restored and the appeals like I've won all of them. TikTok is just stupid, so now my account might almost be banned. And it's really stupid because the latest video, I was responding to a comment where someone was cyberbullying me. I sound like such a virgin saying that, but I made a video about Sarah Jessica Parker, and the comment was like, you sound like such a mean girl. You're giving me mean girl energy. Sarah Jessica Parker never said that her and Kim Cattrall were sisters. So I just responded to the comment being like, you know, actually, like I mentioned in my video and I showed two screenshots and here's two screenshots of Sarah Jessica Parker saying that she's like sisters with Kim Cattrall. And I wasn't even mean. Like I was responding to someone who was cyberbullying me <laughs> and the video got flagged for bullying and harassment because that's just what like idiots do online. So even though I was the one being bullied, they're like, oh, no, your video has a violation and now your account might get banned because, you know, some idiots don't know how to handle themselves on the Internet. So R.I.P. I'm hoping that that doesn't happen. Um, but thankfully, I don't know. The podcast is here now. And you know where to find me on Instagram at Fluently Forward. Um, so let's all just like put some collective energy into the air and hope that my account doesn't get deleted. Because as much as I sometimes hate TikTok, it does bring me joy. Okay, so just a few pop culture things. Adele's new album is out. Um, recently, she said that her songs are for peers, not the quote TikTok generation damn Adele let's go I'm here for it I'm here for when celebrities get a little bit bitchy um I don't know if anyone saw Grimes latest TikTok I'd post about it on my Instagram story but people were just like fucking being mean to her in the comments and she clapped back at someone where she was just like I really don't give a fuck what you think blah 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 and I was like ah it's just refreshing you know I feel like celebrities they have PR teams nowadays and I just miss the days of Rihanna getting on Twitter and clapping back at people my favorite Rihanna Twitter clap back was when somebody some magazine was like yikes Rihanna's outfit like is showing too much skin and she tweeted at them your pussy is way too dry to be riding my dick like this right now and it doesn't that just sound like poetry you know anyway some other drama happened with Adele her new album came out and uh, someone from Australia flew over to England to interview her about it and I guess they didn't listen or they were emailed like a version of the CD because you know it hadn't come out yet to listen to and I guess they somehow allegedly what they say is they just missed the email so they sat down for the interview and Adele asked the person hey uh, you know what did you think of the album and they're like oh I you know I haven't listened to it yet and Adele was so offended that she ended the interview and I think she signed her label is Sony who was also recording the video so they just kept the rights to that interview and didn't give it to the news company who flew the person out to do it um, because she was so upset and it's interesting like I don't know. I kind of see that. Like, your Adele only drops an album once every couple of years. You're flying all the way over there to interview her about the album. Like, go to the bathroom beforehand. When you're waiting for the plane, just listen to it. Um, but that being said, this guy got all these death threats. And you know me. Like, I, I do not fuck with cancel culture. Also, I think you actually have mental problems if, like, something happens to Adele and you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to go I'm going to go harass this other guy on social media. It's like Adele doesn't know you're doing that. So, like, calm down and do something productive with your life. And I don't know, do your laundry or something anyway. um, And then that guy had to take to social media and be like, yes, like the email was sent to me when I was in flight, but it went to my spam folder and it's the most important email of my life I ever missed. Who knows if he's lying, but let me know what your thoughts are on that. 
Lindsay Lohan is now engaged to her Dubai-based boyfriend. Um, the pictures they posted on Instagram, it's funny, they were really cute um, and very candid, and you could tell that it wasn't like a staged Instagram shoot, which is kind of funny because even my friends, when they get engaged, you're getting high-def quality photos. So I thought her engagement photos were cute. Let's hope that things turn around for Lindsay Lohan, right? I, I feel like things haven't been good the last 10 years. And, you know, last but not least, we have uh, Kanye trying to win Kim's heart back. Apparently, he was making a bunch of, like, speeches or toasts around Thanksgiving, talking about how family is everything, and he's trying to get his family back. And meanwhile, Kim is out here trying to make it look like she gave Pete Davidson hickeys. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, If you want to, I've been doing a bunch of questions on Instagram lately where we basically just like talk about the absurdity of this all. And I love hearing everyone's take on everything. So um, head over there. We were talking about the hickey and whether or not we think it's real. Um, Some people think that, you know, Chris gave it to Pete. You know, uh, Corey Gamble is on the sidelines and Chris is out here giving Pete hickeys to make the PR really work. Some people think that it was eyeshadow from the KKW palette. You know, we're really kind of weighing out all of the options here because we know that Kim giving Pete a hickey is probably the least likely thing to happen. Okay, uh, I never really want these intros to be more than 10 minutes, so without further ado, let's hop right in to Pretty Little Liars Blind Items. Hello, hello, and welcome to another Fluently Forward podcast episode. Today, we are going to be talking about blind items on the cast of Pretty Little Liars, the iconic show in which a bunch of hot high schoolers are stalked by an anonymous person via text message. <laughs> it's it's funny because it's a little bit similar to Gossip Girl. Um, you know, it's just kind of like mad libs you change out gossip girl for somebody who calls themselves a um and you trade out a co-ed group of hot high schoolers and you make them four females i i got some podcast reviews saying that i say woman sorry women incorrectly my apologies also feel free to suck my dick if you leave me a one-star review over that but okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> i i did go to speech therapy as a kid um I actually, when I was growing up, we moved to Ireland for a little bit and then back to New Jersey and then we moved to New Zealand and then we came back. So there are certain words, not to like cop cop out, but there are certain words that I just have trouble with, especially I always say suspific instead of specific. So bear with me, guys. I apologize for that. So Pretty Little Liars called itself like it was kind of a mix in between a team drama and a thriller show. And it was developed by someone named I, Marlene King. And she's done a lot of different TV shows. Basically, think like CW types of shows. She's mostly known for Pretty Little Liars, but she also worked on a TV show called Famous in Love that Bella Thorne was in and another TV show called... um, Ravenswood. Now, this show ran from 2010 to 2017. There were seven different seasons, and it basically follows four high school girls um, as they go through high school and beyond, and they're getting stalked by this like anonymous A who sends them cryptic text messages, and if they ever cheat on their boyfriend or steal from a store, you better believe A is going to be sending them a text message with picture evidence of what they just did. So, it's kind of interesting. I also think it's a it's a little bit cool when a TV show has more than just plot behind it, but there's also that thriller element or at least something to make you think. So I think of TV shows like I mentioned, you know, Gossip Girl um, has the anonymous person. So you're trying to figure out who that is. Even in TV shows like How I Met Your Mother, you're watching the show, but you're also kind of trying to figure out who the mother is. This is a little bit more of an obvious one, but the TV show Lost you know, obviously you're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with that island. I should do an episode on Lost. Let me know. Um, I feel like it's a little bit of an older show, but I, oh my God, I binged Lost over quarantine and I absolutely loved it. But anyway, so there's these four girls in high school throughout the show. And it's kind of funny because all of the girls, I feel like most high school TV shows you watch, all of the actors and actresses are fully in their mid to late twenties playing 16 year olds in high school. And It's pretty interesting because there are some scandalous things that happen in this show. For example, 
this girl, Aria, dates her teacher, Ezra, or, you know, Mr. Fitz, because he's her teacher. And people talk about it now being like, oh, that was a problematic storyline in the TV show. But at the time, you know, we knew it was wrong. But we also kind of liked them together and we didn't think it was that wrong. And part of me thinks that's because Aria was actually, you know, a 26-year-old girl dating a guy on the show who was played by like a 27-year-old dude. And I understand why we have adults playing teenagers because, you know, if two 16-year-olds are like, I don't know, banging each other, you can't really have two 16-year-old actors doing that on camera. Um, I think, honestly, that's kind of the main reason why they have adults. Also, they just want them to look more grown up and mature. Um, But I do think that if they had cast the actual characters of the show to their actual age for actors and actresses, it would have been really weird to see a 16-year-old girl dating her teacher. And I think the show, honestly, might not have happened. So anyway, let's get into the actual blinds. This show was popular, but it never really got to Gossip Girl levels. I kept up a little bit with the actors and actresses after the show ended. I remember Shane Mitchell and Ashley Benson, who played um, Emily and Hannah on the show. They were really, really close friends, but I never really knew what was going on with Lucy Hale, who plays Aria, and Troyan, Troyan. Troyan, oh my god, I'm gonna have to look that up. It's gonna be another Leighton Meester <laughs> fumble on here. But I never really knew what was going on with her and Lucy. So you better believe I have done some research and we're going to get into the blinds right about now. So let's start with Lucy Hale, who played Aria Montgomery. Now, the main theme of a lot of the blind items about her is poor Lucy. Um, There's nothing really problematic going on with her, but it just seems like this girl cannot catch a break. And it's interesting because all four of the girls, I would say if you had to pick the breakout star from Pretty Little Liars, you'd probably say Shay Mitchell because she's been in a good amount of things. Um, But none of these girls have really done anything since the end of the show. And it's been like, I don't know five years since it ended so I always find that a little bit interesting usually you have at least a couple stars you know continuing to do work after a show ends but you haven't really seen that with these cast of characters so the main thing that's going on with Lucy Hale is she's finding it really hard to find work so she was in oh my god I don't know if anyone watched that movie she was in a horror movie called truth or dare you've probably seen images of it that people have they go like truth or dare and they have these creepy smiles I am so creeped out by the smiles on these people that I've I've never watched the movie that being said I'm like that could be a fun thing to do this weekend maybe I'll do it yeah a bowl of popcorn I'll call my boyfriend I'll be like I'm scared he'll be like of Lucy Hale (laughs) yes I'm scared of Lucy Hale and her creepy demonic smile but yeah she was in that movie and then she was also um in a tv show called Life Sentence and the premise of Life Sentence is Lucy Hale plays a girl who has cancer and she thinks that she's dying but then all of a sudden she finds out that she's cured um so you know she's trying to navigate okay how do I live life when for the past eight years I thought that you know I wasn't really gonna have a life so I didn't plan for this so it's a cool concept but the show was canceled after just one season and she hasn't really been in anything since so let's get into the blinds so there are people that she's dated we i mean of course we do have a yachting blind about her about her going on vacation with a guy who is paying her in um cabo mexico but then we also have two other folks that she's been associated with the first one is very interesting colton underwood so during quarantine lucy hale and colton underwood were seen going on hikes in la and it came out that they were casually dating and there were a couple articles about how they were dating in like a new and unusual way because it's quarantine i don't like whatever the fuck that means (laughs) it's not like i don't know i feel like there was a huge moment of covid where celebrities were like i'm trying to be just like you and it was like I don't know. Your COVID is very different than our COVID, the normies COVID. But anyway, now this guy, Colton Underwood, he was the bachelor. And for anyone who doesn't know his gist, basically he was the bachelor for a season and his whole shtick was like, I'm here to find my wife. And something special about me is that I'm actually a virgin because I'm very religious. So I've never had sex. And he was like this tall, strapping, good looking man. And everyone was like, what? Like you haven't had sex? 
So then he goes on the show and he's really toxic with a bunch of the women. Oh my God, women. Ugh, guys, I'm, I'm sorry. I want to say females, but then that sounds weird and misogynistic. You know what? Whatever. Just give me the one star because baby, I cannot stop it. He's, he's toxic to the woman. <laughs> so he's toxic to them. The show ends and I didn't really keep up with it, but he was stalking this um, girl named Cassie, I think, that he was dating, and he was just really horrible to her. So allegedly, the blind items say that Lucy Hale was really down in the dumps after that show about cancer got canceled, and she ended up dating Colton, but then a lot of the people on her team apparently told her to stay away from him the one season wonder who will suck the life from you so that he may live. So then they did end up breaking up and Colton came out a few months later and Lucy Hale did acknowledge it on her Instagram stories. Check out what she said here. Quote, I'm really, really happy for you at Colton Underwood. You deserve to be seen, heard, and accepted for exactly who you are. And then she added, brave, bold moves, and I'm here for it, in all caps. Um, so... I mean, honestly, good for her. It's funny. Anyone who knows more about Colton, let me know. I feel like it was kind of one of those things. Remember how Kevin Spacey came out after the allegations happened with him? And then I think Colton was getting this really bad reputation. So then he came out and people were like, we want to be happy for him. But is he doing this as like a PR move? You know, not a PR move as in it's fake, but a PR move as in to try and put his brand in a different spotlight and kind of give himself a more positive spin. Anyway, who knows? I know if I was dating a guy and then nine months later he came out as gay, I would be like a little bit bitter. You know, maybe I'd wait like a little bit and then I would be happy for him. Um, has that happened to me before? Maybe. Let's move on. We also have her linked with another man, not for dating, but for hooking up. And I find that I get such a kick out of this because it's someone from Glee. And I don't know what it is about the TV show Glee, but I just find it like so. I don't, I don't know. I just find it so funny. Um, what's that guy? Oh my God. Where every time you see him on TikTok, somebody says trigger warning because he's dancing. Matthew Morrison, he he played the Glee teacher, and it's just like there's so, dude, there's so, oh my god! By the time I post this, I'm gonna have to put some things on Instagram um, of like my favorite Glee moments. I remember there was because they tried so hard to be inclusive, but they were almost so progressive that they were like regressive in a sense. I remember there was one scene where they're doing a musical number. And they're all doing a dive into the pool. And there was that guy, I think his name was like Army, maybe. He he was the guy in, in a wheelchair on the show. And everybody dives into the pool and he wheels his wheelchair off into the pool. And it's like, you're trying to be inclusive, but I don't know how he's going to swim. It was just, that TV show was, anyway, it, it gives me joy because there is so much around it. And honestly... There's a lot of spooky stuff going on with Glee. I'll probably have to do an episode on them because we have the death of uh, Naya, we have the death of Corey, and then we have that guy Mark who went to jail because of child porn. So for being such like a fun musical show, there was a lot of drama to come out of that. And of course, Diana Agron did date Taylor Swift. I talk about that a little bit in episode number one. What were we talking about? Okay. Lucy Hale. Right. Okay. So let's get into who she hooked up with from Glee. Um, da, 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 da. Okay. Here's the blind. Over the weekend, there was a music festival in Las Vegas sponsored by iHeartRadio. While they were there, two celebrities, both young, hot TV stars, keep in mind these blinds are from like a couple years ago, hooked up for the night. While that doesn't sound like an unusual occurrence for a weekend in Las Vegas, we do have to admit that the pairing surprised us just a little. He is one of the stars of a happy show on network TV, <laughs> Glee, um, and she is one of the pretty stars <laughs> of a popular cable show, Pretty Little Liars. The two of them met for drinks at a hotel bar and were all over each other. She was kissing his neck, he was giggling and stroking her back, and the two of them eventually headed upstairs to his hotel room for the night. And that is Darren Chris, who plays um, Blake, I think? Let's see. He played the bisexual guy who dated Kurt for a little bit. And I think he had some trouble in Hollywood because he is straight... Well, I've seen Blind saying that he's bisexual, but anyway... 
I think a lot of people just viewed his character who was gay, meaning that um, Darren was gay. So he had to do like a couple press tours basically like talking about his sexuality so people could quote unquote get it right. Now, um, I said before that Lucy Hale, her TV show was canceled. It looks like she's looking for work. We have a blind about how um, she was out of the country after the show was canceled. And she was hit with a bill of over $20,000 at a bar while out drinking because allegedly she had a tab open. She got wasted and told the bartender to put everyone's drinks on the place on her card for the entire night. And then the next morning she was like, I, there was a language barrier. I was wasted. I didn't mean to do that. And the bar wouldn't reverse the charges. So poor Lucy. Um, and then, you know, sadly, we have a lot of blinds about her and her eating disorder. Um, she did end up speaking about this in a September issue of Cosmopolitan, but some blinds came out beforehand. And I hate to use this as evidence of like, see, blind items can be true. Just look at these ones about Lucy Hale's bulimia. You know, that that sounds pretty twisted to say. Um, But there were blinds beforehand basically talking about that. And I will read one. It's a little bit long, but I find it interesting because it references different members of the Pretty Little Liars cast. So this blind talks about a luncheon that happened. And it says... At an upfront luncheon, the three young television series stars, all female and thin, were seated with various advertisers and executives. Star one, who we find out is Shane Mitchell, was very friendly and down to earth. She talked about how lucky she was to be a working actress and made sure to take photos with anyone who asked. She ate her entire lunch, including dessert. Advertisers commented on how healthy and gorgeous she she was and how nice it was to see a girl who would eat and make everyone at the table so comfortable. Then we have Star 2, who ends up being Lucy Hale. So Star 2 initially sat at her table but was incredibly antsy and jumped up and left every time food was presented. Salad course? Oops, sorry, I've got to take this call. Entree? Time to use the ladies' room. (laughs) Dessert? I have to go talk to so-and-so. When she was at the table, she just chewed gum and fidgeted while everyone else ate. It was very awkward for the entire table of advertisers and TV execs, several who commented that she looks like she has an eating disorder. And then they talk about star three, who's Troyan Belisario. Um, she kept discussing her craft when speaking with the advertisers, several of whom rolled her eyes. So what you might not know about Troyan, Troyan, I'm going to have to look her up too, um, Her dad is a very famous movie producer. Some people think that's how she got the role in Pretty Little Liars. But allegedly at this dinner, she kept talking about her craft. And everyone was like, it is a TV show for teens. It's not an Oscar-worthy film. So, like, let's calm down. And apparently she also ate close to nothing. And this blind says, although she did pick up a lettuce leaf and examine it. So... I really feel for, honestly, I feel for anyone in Hollywood who is struggling with eating problems. I just think it's so hard for like, it's hard for me, a girl living in New York City, you know, exposed to social media and magazine covers. I cannot even fathom being on camera for eight hours a day and, you know, just so embedded deeply into the industry. So anyway, (laughs) dude, poor Lucy. Okay. We also have some blind items about her allegedly not really getting on well with the other cast members of Pretty Little Liars. Like I said, Shay and Ashley had a very close relationship, Um, but Lucy was never really, I don't know, in the group, it seemed. So we have two different blinds about this. One says, apparently the end of the show could not come soon, soon enough for these two actresses who got into a shoving match at the final cast party, and that was about Ashley Benson and Lucy Hale. And then we also have another blind. Lucy Hale put out a CD called Road Between, so she worked a little bit on music. And there was basically a blind saying that none of her ensemble castmates like offered so much as a congratulations tweet about the project. Um, even though typically, like, you know, if you're all working on a show together, if someone has a baby or they win an award or they do a project, you know, you, you throw an Instagram story or a tweet their way. But that didn't happen for her. But people did reach out about Lucy Hale's music, and that were people like Demi Lovato, Kylie Jenner, Kendall Jenner. So the blind was basically saying, like, this kind of points to the fact that the cast members and her don't have a very close relationship. 
And then we just have some more blinds about Lucy Hale um, with eating, you know, saying that when she does eat, she purges and it's rare for her to eat. And I think she's come out now and she's been very honest about this, saying that, you know, there were some days I didn't eat at all. And when I did eat, it would be fruit. And then I'd go to the gym for three hours. So, um, you know, it's it's funny and reading these blind items about different celebrities. Sometimes I'm like, you know, off with his head. And then other times I read stories about celebrities and I'm like, you know, I yeah, I'd love to see Lucy Hale on like another CW show, a fun Netflix show, something kind of campy. So, you know, here at Fluently Forward, we like Lucy Hale and we're hoping to see her in something soon. So let's move on to one of the other actresses. Let's talk about Shay Mitchell. I have a lot to say about her because this lady is everywhere. <laughs> What's that uh, guy from Stefan? This club has everything. Shay Mitchell has, I think, I would consider her kind of the breakout star of Pretty Little Liars. That girl is a damn hard worker. And by that, I mean, maybe she doesn't work hard, but she hustles hard and she acts like she's working hard. I do have a little bit of um, insider information that I will get into, not to, you know, spell anything too crazy, but let's just talk about the kind of business octopus that Shay Mitchell has going on. So we all know she was in Pretty Little Liars. She was also in You, um, that Netflix show with Penn Badgley. And she was also in Dollface, which was a Hulu series. It's like a fun, you know, little guilty pleasure TV show to watch if you ever go through a breakup. Um, That's kind of what the show is about. So she was in those shows, but she's also everywhere. So she is the face of Onda, which um, my very, very close friend and co-worker, Clara. Her brother started the company Onda, and it's a sparkling tequila company. If you get your hands on Onda, it's spelled O-N-D-A. It is such a fantastic drink. They're basically the only sparkling tequila drink. So it's like White Claw, but it's made with tequila, and there's no sugar added, and yet it somehow tastes phenomenal. So, you know, it's a little bit more expensive than White Claw, but it's bougie. And Shay Mitchell is the face of it, and I will tell you that Drake is obsessed with it. Um, but even though Shay Mitchell is like the face, you know, she didn't she didn't create the company herself. She's also the face of like this luggage company, makeup companies. I have seen this girl do more advertisements, sponsorships, and you know, endorsements for products than I've I don't know than I've seen anyone do in my entire life. And it's funny, she's come under some fire. I think it was um. Was it like Garnier? There was some makeup brand where Shay Mitchell was trying. I'll post along with the clips from Glee. I'll also post on my Instagram um, the clip of her doing this makeup advertisement. But basically, she was trying to show off how she uses a makeup wipe. And she tried to, oh my God, it was so embarrassing. She does this video and she pushes the makeup wipe on her face and shows how like makeup, makeup came off. But you can see very clearly that she doesn't even have the cotton pad touch her face. And it was like, look, I know that we all want a, an easy check in our bank account. But, you know, put a little bit of effort into this, by God. Although I have heard her luggage line is um, phenomenal. Apparently the Weekender bag. Everybody goes nuts for it. She also is on YouTube. She had a YouTube series about her pregnancy. She is also on TikTok. Um, She also is huge on Instagram. She's just, she's like a business octopus and she has her tentacles and a little bit of everything. Um, Also her architectural digest tour. I thought it was really, really cool. If you're looking for, you know, a good rabbit hole to go down, I highly suggest that. So she does have a child um, with a guy named Matt Babel. Yeah, I I did look up his name earlier, and I was like, Babel, because he's a babe. Anyway, (laughs) and he's friends with Drake, um, and they have talked pretty openly about how, you know, they're boyfriend and girlfriend, and they don't have any plans to get married. Now, let's talk about another industry to put a tentacle in, if you have a business octopus. Wow. Why am I so into this phrase? I don't know. I'm trying to talk about yachting. So allegedly, Shane Mitchell did participate in yachting because, as you can tell, she is a businesswoman, first and foremost. But check out this blind. We have um, this B-plus list, mostly TV actress from a hit cable show on a newly reminted channel is picking up massive dollars by yachting in one of the non-traditional areas that was set up by that former cable reality Star, And that's talking about Shay Mitchell and her time that she spends in Fiji. 
We also have another blind that, interestingly enough, uh, says that this happened at the MTV Movie Awards. This foreign-born, Shay Mitchell's from Canada, this foreign-born B-plus list, blah, 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 whatever, was telling people that she no longer hits the casting couch. She said she did it for six months after the show stopped filming, but she didn't get any jobs. The only job she booked, she had booked by not doing the casting couch. So I find that interesting. Then we also have some blind items. Um, You know, Matt, Shay's boyfriend, is friends with Drake, and we have a bunch of blinds about Shay just hanging around that crew and um, getting a little bit involved in the drug scene there, basically saying that uh, blah, 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 from a cable show, is now here too because of her little coke problem. A coke problem brought about because of her boyfriend who has always been a big user. Apparently she is trying to fit in with him and his friends and started using and now she can't stop. And then we also have, I mean, this is pretty crazy. There was a story about Shay Mitchell um, losing a tooth while she was eating a bagel sandwich. And we have a blind that says all of those years of drugs is starting to cause some permanent damage to Shay Mitchell, basically saying that the drug use caused her to lose a tooth. Let me know if you if you know more. I'm pretty sure that meth makes your teeth fall out, although meth is basically Adderall. And I feel like who on Hollywood isn't taking Adderall to try and stay skinny? Um we also do have a blind about her also, uh, I don't know the right way to say it, but basically purging food. I don't know if you purge food. I mean, would you say someone is bulimic? Allegedly. Anyway, this blind says this foreign born TV actress, blah, 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 purged the food that she ate at a party in under one minute. Fastest anyone could recall seeing someone purge in an evening gown. And that's for Shay Mitchell, and it's associated with the TV show You. So it seems like this is a more recent blind because they didn't refer to her as being from Pretty Little Liars. Um, we also just have some blinds kind of about what's going on with her boyfriend. It seems like in the relationship, Shay is really the breadwinner, um, and her boyfriend allegedly, quote, has a lot of opinions but never seems to get off the couch. So who knows what's going on there? We also had a blind with featuring Kelly Ripa, which was pretty interesting. It said, this daytime talk show host has no idea how close she was to being replaced by this Pretty Little Liars actress. It was a coin toss that weekend, and the Pretty Little Liars actress was on standby to take over. So I think that's pretty interesting. Honestly, I think Shay has the it factor, you know? I think she would be really good as a daytime talk show host. I feel like she's on YouTube, she's on TikTok, she has the charisma in front of the camera, which is pretty funny because out of the four girls on Pretty Little Liars, Shay's character, Emily, is like the quiet, soft-spoken one, and it's just interesting to see her being the breakout star of that show. Ashley Benson. We're talking about her next. She played Hannah on Pretty Little Liars. I... Was Hannah my favorite? I don't know. I kind of went through my own phase and like having each of the girls be my favorite, which by the way, what a great concept. If I ever had to put together a TV show, I am having four female lead actresses immediately, immediately, because I feel like it works so well for Sex and the City. It works so well with Pretty Little Liars too. Like four is the perfect amount of girls to have on a TV show because with Gossip Girl, you could really only relate to Blair or Serena. I mean, nobody wanted to be Vanessa (laughs) and Jenny was, you know, she was a freshman. Um, But I just think it's the perfect amount of, I don't know, stars to have because, you know, each person ends up kind of gravitating towards one. Let me know. I'll I'll throw a poll up on my Instagram of uh, which girl you related to the most. But anyway, Hannah was pretty up there for me sometimes. And I think she was she had the most humor in the show. Now, what I know about her since the show ended is basically (laughs) her and Cara Delevingne dating. And my favorite uh piece of that I'm, I'm also gonna have to I'm gonna have so much content on Instagram this week but what I also want to talk about is um that iconic picture of her and Cara Delevingne carrying a sex swing or no no a sex bench into their apartment and the paparazzi took pictures of them and they're both it's not even like wrapped in packaging it's like literally you see someone tied and gagged up in the promo photo on the edge of the box and they're like laughing during COVID and bringing it into their apartment honestly iconic um that being said her blind i'm sorry i'm trying not to laugh because her blind items are a very very serious matter and we're about to get into them 
So what has Ashley Benson been up to since Pretty Little Liars? She was in that movie Spring Breakers. Do you guys remember that movie? She was in it with Vanessa Hudgens and Selena Gomez and some girl that was like the wife of the director. I forget her name. That movie was a trip through space and time, a trip that I wish I had never, ever taken. And it was also with James Franco, and he just plays this, like, gangster, and they're on spring break in Florida. And I swear to God, the movie felt like a bad acid trip. I actually left the theater with my friends, and I have never left the movie theater for any movie before in my life. Um, Oh, God, how do I explain it? I mean, just watch the trailer, and you'll know what it was about. I just remember every other scene, James Franco's voice would be going, spring break, y'all, spring break, y'all. It was like a haunting. It was actually like a haunting. And I just remember there's one scene where like, I don't know, the girls start like robbing banks or doing crimes with him. And he's in a mansion in Florida playing every time by Britney Spears on this grand white piano outside with the ocean behind him and all four of the girls or no I think Selena Gomez's character had left so three of the girls show up and they're in hot pink bikinis with a hot pink ski mask over their head and around the piano as James Franco plays Britney Spears on the piano they do ring around the rosy but in between each of the girls hands is a shotgun and they're in the bikinis with the ski mask on jumping around ring the rosy style i mean i i sound like an insane person whoever filmed that movie jail jail at the very least my amc ticket stubbed back i want the that 17 dollars back absolutely ridiculous um and then she did star on a guest episode of how i met your mother where she played like a teen a little teen girl that ted mosby was dating who ended up being like barney's half sister or something like that and her blind items are not that much better i don't know why i'm laughing it's just because it's just because it's so awful um so let's get into it we obviously have blind so ashley benson i think pretty publicly has said that she is bisexual and she was in a relationship for a very long time with Cara Delevingne. Now, if we want to start at the very beginning, when she was in Pretty Little Liars, allegedly she was dating someone who was Justin Bieber's swag coach. You heard that correctly. This was back in like 2010, 2011. Justin Bieber had a coach who like helped him like walk with swag, talk with swag, things like that. And Ashley Benson was fucking that guy. So whatever. Um, so apparently she kind of hung out in Justin Bieber's like early circle and they would all do that booger sugar together. Then we most recently, well, not most recently, but before she started dating G easy, we had her dating Cara Delevingne and they were in a relationship for a pretty long time and it seemed like it was pretty serious, but you know, if we know anything about Cara Delevingne, it's that she is, um, not monogamous, not very faithful. And the blinds confirmed that she was cheating on Ashley Benson, you know, left, right, and center during the course of their entire relationship. Now, what I think is interesting is Ashley Benson dated Cara Delevingne. Cara Delevingne was friends with Carly Kloss and Taylor Swift. You know how much I absolutely love a good Taylor Swift, Carly Kloss conspiracy theory. Shout out to episode one where I talk about how I think the two of them dated. But we have a blind here saying, just subbing in the names for the, the riddles, Ashley Benson, blah, 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 confirmed what I told you last week. Carly Kloss used to have a relationship with Taylor Swift and is now spending time with Brie Larson. And then we had another line that came out a week or two after saying, Ashley Benson apparently is apologizing to those around her for confirming that Carly Kloss is hooking up with Brie Larson. So I feel like this is information that she found out through dating Cara Delevingne, and then she kind of had some loose lips and had to go around Hollywood making apologies for spreading this information. Ashley, you do not need to apologize. Instead, you could just DM me directly (laughs) because I care. I care about knowing stuff like this. Okay, so... I think in her time with Cara Delevingne, and honestly, it seems, let me find that one blind where it kind of talked about um, her early childhood and things like that. Okay, so this is pretty sad. Actually, Benson has been, if you go to like Wikipedia and you check out what she's been working on, 
you know, she had a role in 13 going on 30 in 2004 and TV. She started being on TV in 2002. Um, and she's just kind of been around for a pretty long time. So we have this blind here saying, this actress is C plus to a certain group of people. She's probably a B, but for most of the world, you would be hard pressed to identify which show she's in because even though she thought it was a hit, chances are you haven't watched it. Anyway, our actress has been through more than most. She was subject to some time with the same abuser who has managed to get his hands on other tween stars. The difference with this actress is that she knew how to handle herself. She told him no, and when he said he could get her more roles, she still said no. She could not stop him from groping her because he was bigger and stronger, but that was all he managed to get. Our actress has a lot of experience fending guys off because unlike most young actresses who primarily work with people their own age, our actress has always worked with lots of older actors and been fending them off since a very early age. There have been times where she spent the entire day hiding out in a locked dressing room because the 50-something co-star would come try to find her whenever he got drunk. This is not to say that she has not been persuaded. She will be the first to admit that she lost her virginity to a guy who would go to jail if anyone found out. She was a teen and he was in his late 30s. She's not much older than a teen now, but has always seemed to have been acting and making her own decisions. When you meet her, she has a shell that is so hard and no one ever gets to crack it, ever. Too much drama, too many fights. Never let them see who you really are, she says. She has a boyfriend right now and a guy she sees on the side, and they both think that they know her and she's crazy about them. Nope. She's with them because she feels like it's part of her job description. A great acting job, a great boyfriend, and then someone on the side who cares for her, but she doesn't give much back, at least emotionally. So that's a little bit about Ashley Benson. Then we had her dating Cara Delevingne, getting cheated on, and then, unfortunately she got involved with G-Eazy, and I think we all kind of know how that goes. So a lot of these blind items say that she was using while she was on the set of Pretty Little Liars, but then she started dating Cara Delevingne, the drug use got worse, and then she started dating G-Eazy, and it got completely worse. So basically just saying blah, 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 not a good combination, she doesn't need to be using again, and the people she's hanging out with will end up destroying what is left of the career of the former PLL actress. Then we also have, you know, we have more blinds about this saying, as I told you multiple times over the last six months, this former a minus actress is going to end up dead if she stayed with the coke-loving rapper. Her life was hell, and he was the reason. Now that they've broken up, she has a chance to live her life and get sober. So apparently Ashley Benson was the one who initiated the split with g Easy. It also just seems like things with g Easy get really wild and really dark. There was a blind item here saying... Speaking of sex tapes, there is a three or four minute recording of this pretty little liars actress at a party where she is on her knees and three guys surround her completely naked. And um, that was about Ashley Benson. And the last thing I'll say before we move on is that allegedly Cara Delevingne and Ashley Benson had a threesome with Diplo. Um, God, I should really do like a Cara and someone else episode you know what beyond the blinds has a really good patreon episode about cara delavine but you know we have basically confirmed that cara delavine elon musk and amber heard also had a threesome so i would love to know what is it not the body count of cara delavine but all of the people she's hooked up with i bet there are some people on that list that would really really surprise us so similar to lucy hale I feel bad for Lucy Hale. I also feel bad for um, Ashley Benson. You know, I feel like they're both going through it, but just in a different way. Um, if there's anything you can take away from all of these blind items that we read, if you go to Hollywood, do not try drugs, kids. Okay? It kind of seems like that's how a lot of these celebrities just kind of end up falling off and getting into the wrong circles and hanging out with the wrong people. So we are now going to move on to Spencer, a.k.a. Troyan Belisario. Let me look up if I'm saying that correctly. Okay, yes, Troy and Belisario. <laughs> I'm for sure about the first name. I'm not positive about the second. So she is married to Patrick J. Adams. He's from Suits. And apparently, she's just kind of been involved in the industry for a long time. So both of her parents are producers. Their names are Donald and Deborah. And her father created Magnum P.I., Quantum Leap, and NCIS. So 
A lot of people basically think that that is the reason why she got the Pretty Little Liars role. Um, she was a little bit older than the other three girls when the show started, and allegedly she's had a bit of a reputation just for being kind of like that luncheon blind says, a little bit snobby, you know, just a little bit particular about her craft, things like that. And she is married to Patrick J. Adams, but of course, wouldn't you know it, uh, we do have lines about him cheating on her. So this B-list mostly TV actress from a very hit, very good cable show better watch out for her B-list mostly TV actor from a long-running cable hit show on a different network. Woo, that was a ride. She thinks they are forever. They are, except when he's on set with his local girlfriend. Now, I did try to see if there was going to be like any dirt on the girl who played Allison, Allison D. Laurentis, <laughs> or um, the teacher Ezra Fitz, aka Ian Harding, but there wasn't really anything on either of them. So, honestly, I have to say, a very non problematic cast with a very, very sad past, if that. Um, if you want to make something dark rhyme with that. So I think um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to go on with Shane Mitchell's career. I'm hoping that Lucy Hale gets cast in something. Troyan, or however you say it, I feel like she's just rich, married, wealthy, so go ahead and enjoy your life. And Ashley Benson, I hope she gets to rehab, and I hope she never has to deal with Cara Delevingne again. So let's get into some uh, reader questions before we wrap things up here. Oh, and real quick, real quick, I want to talk about the ending of Pretty Little Liar. So, you know, I, I'm pretty sure anyone who's seen it ha is, has seen it, so I'm not going to do a spoiler alert. But, you know, spoiler if you plan on watching it. Uh, they ended up revealing who A was, the anonymous person sending them text messages. And it was Spencer's British evil long lost twin how insane is that how insane is that like obviously we knew it wasn't going to be any of the four girls although i think that would have been really cool just saying you know aria being a there were some really cool fan theories around that at the time that i personally enjoyed but no they made it her evil twin which i don't know if anyone watched um the movie A Simple Favor with Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick, but they also had the villain in that one be the evil twin sister, and it's just like, I don't know. To me, it's jumping the shark. I find it pretty stupid. Okay, let's get into questions. So somebody wrote in a absolutely lovely message um, saying that they love my work. Danny, wait, what's that? What's that Mean Girls quote? Danny DeVito, I love your work. Okay, anyway. Um, they love the podcast, blah, blah, blah. I was wondering, how do you manage your time between work, TikTok, and the podcast blog? I'm currently working full-time and studying part-time, and I have a passion project I want to start, but I feel so demotivated to work on it after work or studying. Whenever I have free time, I end up on Netflix or TikTok, and then I feel super guilty for wasting my time. I don't like my job, but I can't quit it yet. Um, until I know I can work on my project. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. I feel so stuck in this never-ending loop of wanting to do something, then not doing anything, then feeling super guilty about it all the time. Girl, <laughs> I feel you. Um, especially with like the success of this podcast has been so staggering to me. But I also, I haven't felt this burnt out in a while. Um, just with like, you know, my job and doing the podcast and more episodes and TikTok and promo for the episodes. So I decided I was going to stop doing the blog and things like that. It's, you know, I'm, I'm going to give some advice, but I will say it's definitely a learning process. Um, so anyway, I'm not sure what your passion project is, but something that worked for me is I also find myself really tired at the end of the day. And if you're burnt out, you're burnt out, right? Like if I am struggling with not feeling good and I sit down to record a podcast episode, first of all, A, it's not going to come out sounding good. And then also B, it doesn't become my passion project then, you know, it just becomes another fucking thing on my to-do list. So I think making sure that you're in the right spot to both like have time to work on something and then also have, you know, your passion meter still full to be doing something, that's most important. So something that I used to do is I would wake up early before work and I would write on my blog then. So I would wake up at like 6 a.m., 
I would light a candle, I would get a nice cup of coffee going, and then I would just kind of write for an hour before anything else happened. Because then, you know, if the day kicks your ass and you come home from work and you're completely exhausted, then you turn on Netflix and you go, well, at least I did X, Y, Z. That's why, um, you know, I, I hate working out in the morning, but God, doesn't it feel good? when then you sit on your couch that night and you just go, I'm totally fine to sit on my couch because baby, I ran two miles this morning or, you know, whatever you ended up doing. So that's been a big help for me. Also, um, just take it a day at a time. That's that's something, and I've re-recorded this episode a bunch, so I don't know if I talked about this at the beginning, but I was talking to my boyfriend about how like all this stuff is happening, like with the podcast and I don't know what to do. And he was like, you know what? You made it to the number one spot in the chart in a month, and you would have been happy making it to that spot in the chart if it took six months or if it took a year. So, like, just because you reached a milestone quickly doesn't mean that, you know, like, you need to keep speeding up and reaching the next thing. Like, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So just think about that. It is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And also try starting small. Like this podcast is what it is now because one day I sat down and I went, I'm just going to make a 20 minute episode. And if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And that was the same with, um, you know, my blog. I used to not do daily blogging. I was like, I just have one thing I want to write about a month and that's what I'm going to do. And the joke of it is if you talk to anyone who has their own side project, they're going to tell you the exact same thing, which is I started small and, you know, nothing became a little something and then a little something became a chunk of something and then a chunk of something became huge. So I would just say, I don't know, tell yourself once every week or once every two weeks, I'm going to wake up at 6am and I'm going to work on my passion project for an hour and then that's just all I'm going to do for the month. I'm just going to do that four times in a month and see how that works for you. Oh, and then also whatever you're working on, just come into my DMs and tell me about it so we can all share these things with each other. You know, like if anybody else has a blog or a podcast or anything they want to promote, like I would love to check it out. And I feel like, you know, we have a cool group of people here who are all kind of interested in the same niche hobbies and stuff like that. Um, So it would be a cool place to share things. Okay, we have a question here that says, my best friend uh, got with a new man. I met with them as a couple a few times, but then the one time we were left alone together, he announced privately to me that he would rather be with me than her. I'm in a happy relationship, and I don't know how to tell my best friend. She's better looking than me, and it makes zero sense that he would want me over her anyway. First of all, you sound hot, so I'm going <laughs> to ignore that last part because um, I don't, you know, the the heart wants what it wants. So this guy, first of all, this guy sounds like he sucks. My advice is, God, this like isn't even good advice, but I guess it's like realistic advice, but it's not the advice you might want to be hearing. I have had two different friends who were in situations like this, and in both cases, they told their best friend that you know the boyfriend had come on to them and it really just soured the relationship with the best friend and you know after they ended up breaking up with the toxic boyfriend you know maybe a year after the best friend was like hey you know I'm sorry I treated you like that it wasn't fair that he hit on you xyz um but it really put a strain on their relationship and for no good reason so first of all this guy sucks especially him putting you in that type of position obviously he's no good for your best friend and this is gonna sound like weird advice but my advice is just let it go and do not bring it up to your friend um you know, I would try your damnedest to not hang out with them. And I think I actually have um, a blog post on Fluently Forward called, wait, hold on, let me look up the exact name of it. Um, Fluently Forward, best friend, boyfriend. Okay, the title is how to effectively tell your best friend that her boyfriend isn't good for her. And my advice in that is the same here, which is basically don't you know, it's just, it's going to be a really hard situation to win. And people have tried before. And even though you have done nothing wrong and the boyfriend has done everything wrong, all that's going to do is sour your relationship with your best friend. So my advice, let me just like read a little bit of this blog post. Um, okay. So here's what you do instead of telling your friend that her boyfriend is no good. 
you just have to become a collector of evidence. And this is going to sound crazy, but okay. So instead of telling your boyfriend, or sorry, instead of telling your friend that her boyfriend sucks, just listen for a couple of weeks, maybe even months, and collect data points. So then that way, if your friend is like, oh my God, like Brad, like flaked, like, oh, it's so shitty. Like, what do you think? Do you think he's shitty? Don't fall into the trap. Don't be like Brad's shitty. Instead, you have this mental, or like maybe you even put it on your notes app, you have a list of all of the shitty things Brad has done. So that way, instead of going, mm, no, Brad's fine, or I think Brad's shitty, you can just be like, oh yeah, I remember you said like that last week, he also flaked out on a, a date that you guys were supposed to have. So you're not saying anything. And then she'll be like, oh, so you think Brad is flaky and be like, no, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know him. I just remember you said something similar once. So that's all you're going to do. You're not going to say that he's shitty or anything like that. But if she's like, oh, like Brad is really pissing me off. Be like, oh, is it that thing that you guys were you know, fighting about a couple of weeks ago? Did you end up solving it? And then that, you know, it's just an innocent enough thing. Basically, you need to get her to realize that the boyfriend sucks through data points and historical evidence. But anytime she asks you, oh, do you think that Brad sucks? You have to be like, I really don't know. Or like, I haven't spent that much time around him. Or, you know, you know him better than I do, blah, blah, blah. So um, sadly, like, I know it's awkward and this guy probably sucks, but I would not tell your boyfriend outright that he sucks. Okay, I am going to wrap things up here. I've been sitting like on a bench for two hours and I am like all hunched over and stiff. <laughs> if you could see, you ever check in on your posture and then you realize that you've been sitting like Quasimodo from the Hunchback of Notre Dame and you straighten up and you're like, oh my God, I just grew eight inches. What was I doing before? So anyway, um, I'm off to go crack my back. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Pretty Little Liars Blind Items. And if you have any suggestions for future episodes or any questions you want answered or really just anything, head to fluentlyforward.com, the button that says ask me for advice, and then you can drop in anything there and um, I will take it into consideration. We have a lot of new episodes in the pipeline for a variety of different TV shows. I'm really excited to get to it. Um, also, I can't believe I'm actually going to ask for this, but you know, if you're just sitting on the toilet looking for something to do, and maybe you want to go over to the Apple podcast button on your iPhone and give this puppy five stars and write some sort of review, don't mention the woman thing or the women, the women thing. I mean, you can if you want to, but I'm so sorry. I just don't know how to change. We all have our flaws. This is my fatal flaw. Honestly, not that bad of a fatal flaw to have. It could be worse. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening, and I will catch you next week for another episode of Fluently Forward. Bye, guys. Um.